the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. I am your host, Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Wright. I want to welcome each and every one of you into the show. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bag them and tag them. Let's stack and attack. Let's steam and clean them with my fantastic co-host, bringing DFS for the rest of us, Ben Cummins. How are you doing this Friday? Bag them and tag them. That means we are supplying in mass quantity, and I hope that's what we do tonight with these picks. I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Can you not tell by this delightful radio voice that I'm giving everybody right now? It sounds fantabulous. Ho! Love it. Joined as always, Chris Meany. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm better now, guys. <laughs> yes. uh, great, great sounding voice. Fired up. Week four. Let's go. Week three was that was something. That was something, yes, fellas. Was. There was a lot of a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff going nuclear. Absolutely. And Minnesota also going oh, nuclear on itself. My eliminator pick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my exact quote on this podcast last week was, I know one thing's for sure, and Minnesota's going to score points. <laughs> <laughs> Had to make sure you Murray and all your lineups for that game flow, right? Man, it was that was rough, but that's why we love the NFL so much because crazy stuff actually happens in this sport. Stand up, dust yourself off, and get back in there. And we're going to start it off with some of our cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. Chris Meany, your name is in the dock first, so we're going to you yeah, first. What? Let's talk about some quarterbacks you like for your cash game lineups. Yeah, so I'm going to tackle, you know, Ben mentioned it, that that Atlanta and New Orleans game last week. I'm just going to tackle a high spread. It's the second highest one. I'm going to stick with Atlanta and and go with Cincy as well here. So 51 and a half. And, you know, Mike, you were right on Matt Ryan last week. He looked awful in Philadelphia week one, but his two home games, he's looked He's been so great good. since that week one. Oh, yes. has he ever? Like, he's looked phenomenal. It's almost like it was he had something to prove is kind of what it felt like. He ran those couple in, you know, in week two, he's had nine touchdowns since he's staying in Atlanta here inside the dome, uh, five touchdowns last week against the saints. He's 49 for his last 63 for 646 yards. And the saints have allowed the sixth most yards overall, the ninth most passing yards, the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And on the other side of things, like I just expected another shootout because Atlanta has struggled defensively as well. They've allowed the sixth most yards, the seventh most passing yards and the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So it's a top five matchup for these quarterbacks against these defenses. So I like Andy Dalton as well. I think he's fairly cheap. You can get away with him in cash. I think you can get away with him in tournaments. So uh, I, th- you know what? You look back at Dalton right now. He's a top ten quarterback. You go back three, four years ago. He was a top five quarterback when you had a healthy AJ Green and Tyler Eifert, both of those guys. Now I think AJ Green is going to be fine. Keep an eye on him. But T. But for Tyler Eifert, he's healthy. He looks good. Tyler Boyd is is balling yes, out in the is. slot. So yeah, and and we'll talk Geo later on. So. Um, I like this matchup. I'm going to target this game. I'm going to target these both of these quarterbacks. The, the Atlanta, I mean, this has turned into the Saints from years past. I mean, yeah. the ghost of fantasy past where 
where you knew that the Saints were going to put up 30-plus points because their defense simply could not handle things, but their offense could. And Atlanta's been hit with just an absolute plethora of heart-crushing injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Luckily, Matt Ryan seems like he's up to the task, and he is putting up points, and he's putting up big fantasy points. Ben, who are you liking? In your cash well, game if you guys thought spot. that Mike was excited at the beginning of the podcast, wait till I say this first name here: Baker. D- don't Mayfield. do it. To me. Oh, oh. dude, Baker Mania. My life let Mike is just is complete. Uh, bask in the glory here. Um, he's good. He's very good. He's very yeah. accurate. Yes, he is. Seventy-three point nine percent completion for two hundred and one yards coming in. Hadn't practiced with the first team at all. The start here couldn't be much better. Raiders defense ranked 26 in passing yards allowed, 30th in pass DVOA in 2017. They rank, oh, 31st, which is second to last in pass DVOA to start this year. He's cheap in DFS, and he is basically being locked into my cash games. And then in another good spot, Phillip Rivers at home against the 49ers without Jimmy G. The upside could be a little bit down, but again, in cash, we don't need to really worry about that too much. We just want a good spot where a quarterback's going to succeed. Rivers has good weapons. He's very good, and the spot is there. 49ers ranked 27th in passing (laughs) yards, 29th in pass DVD. I just like your analysis. He's very good. (laughs) The matchup is there. Rivers is getting it done. He's 7th in passing yards and tied for 3rd in pass touchdowns through three weeks. So there's some statistics to back up. The hashtag analysis, he's good. The the and the great part about Phillip Rivers, he's been great for I mean incredibly reliable for fantasy football. Meanwhile, his number one guy, Keenan Allen, is he's not doing yeah. much. Mike right. Williams, year two. Imagine imagine once Keenan Allen finally gets things revved up and firing off again. I mean, Phillip Rivers is a is a solid choice. But you got to tip the cap to Baker Mania. Baker Mayfield looking like a future superstar, and I agree with Ben. It's a great starting spot for Baker. This was – you oh, you hope that a rookie quarterback is not thrown in week one against someone like Jacksonville. So to, to be able to start your career really against Oakland, I think this is a great spot and for And I'm surprised Baker. that Oakland's favored in this game. I understand that they're at home, but it, I was a little – you know, shocked to see them. I know it's only three points, but I mean, Cleveland hung around in New Orleans and Ben, you nailed it. Like Baker to not run anything with the first yeah. team and come <laughs> into that game like that and to play the way he played and with the confidence and throwing in tight windows, it was very, very fun to watch. Moving over to the running back position, Chris Meany. You mentioned you were going to talk about Gio Bernard, and it looks like you're going to do that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> 17 touches You last like that week transition. For, That's for very Gio. professional. Yeah, I mean, I could have kept going on, on the Bengals, but it, Gio, we, we, this is the battle of the backups here who are, are capable starting running backs with Tevin Coleman and Gio Bernard. And for Bernard last week, filling in with Joe Mixon, 17 touches, 21 total opportunities. He had 61 yards on the ground. Doesn't seem like a lot, but he finds the end zone, has a touchdown, and he catches five up his nine targets and Mike you mentioned all the issues defensively for Atlanta last year they allowed a league high 110 catches to running backs 
this season so far, a league high 36 catches to running backs, and it's on pace to actually be worse than last season. So this is an issue for them. I've already talked about the Falcons struggling defensively through the air, but they've also allowed five rushing touchdowns. It's tied for the most, the fourth most fantasy points to backs, the fifth most rushing yards. So, I mean, I just, I want to tackle this game and then getting a little bit risky here with my other running back, but, you know, looking at DraftKings and seeing this tier of backs that are like between five, five and four, five, I just see Chris Carson and $4,600. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like it's hard to trust Pete Carroll. I mean, I don't fully believe him that when he says that Chris Carson was gassed. Never, ever believe Pete Carroll. Because of special teams, he was gassed. And then last week, he led the out of all backs with 32 carries and 34 touches. Like, it's crazy. It's night and day. But um, Penny doesn't look like he's going to be involved at all. And for Chris Carson, not yet, at least. You're right. And for Chris Carson right now, they get Doug Baldwin back. Looks like he's going to be able to play. This is a good matchup against Arizona. They've given up a league-high five rushing touchdowns. They're tied right there with Atlanta. The most fantasy points are running backs because of it and the fourth most rushing yards. So I just have to take that discount and trust that Carson, maybe not he's going to get 30 touches, uh, but I, I feel like he's a lock for 20 touches. And Chris Carson's looking nice over on DraftKings. You're talking 9.2% of your budget he's actually he is a value yeah. and the way that i'm pulling those numbers you got to check out the ultimate dfs pass it is our premium tool our premium resource to help you enter FanDuel, enter DraftKings, and feel confident that you can that you can win it's it's a tough and intimidating place if you never played dfs before and we're trying to make that a little bit easier one low price for the entire season fantastic analysis from these two fellas Jake Seeley is with us as well. The, the entire fantasy footballer's rankings, great tools. It's a great resource, so I invite you to check it out. You can find that at ultimatedfspass.com. Ben, your running backs that you're feeling for your cash Carson, you 34 got? touches last week, like you guys touched on cheap. I mean, that's <laughs> that's there's a lot to like there, and there's some other running backs in that tier, but you can never fully trust Pete Carroll as you talked about. So especially in cash at the running back position, I don't like to get cute. So this is why I want to pay up. And I just talked about Phillip Rivers. Uh, and yes, maybe this is a Bills situation. You can never really predict the NFL, which is what makes it so fun. But we think that the Chargers at home against uh, the 49ers without Jimmy Garoppolo are going to find success. Highest implied team total of the week on the main slate, I should say. Favored by double-digit points. The matchup is there. We know Melvin Gordon has the guaranteed locked-in volume, 21 opportunities per game so far. He had it last year as well. He's involved in both the rush and passing games. The 49ers, 22nd rushing yards and 17th in run DVOA last year. And they haven't been that great this year either. So really, really like Gordon. And then Zeke Elliott just pops out at a $7,700 price tag because He's not priced like the super, super elites. And granted, he hasn't been that this season, but he's been solid. And that's all I care about in cash, especially when I can predict the touches, uh, averaging 22 opportunities per game. Gets to play at home this one. And yes, the Lions looked really good against the Patriots. Patriots kind of always find a way to lay that stinker early in the year, at least every once in a while. And, um, you know, we saw that, but the Lions before that, let's not forget, have been getting gashed in the run game. And I think we see a little bit of that 
on the road against Zeke, the Lions, they rank dead last in rushing yards allowed and 27th in run DVOA through three weeks this year. They've never been a really imposing run defense. So those are two running backs I like to to just plug in that safety and get those guaranteed opportunities. I think Austin Eckler as well is a interesting – I mean, he's more of a tournament play, but if if – uh, if Los Angeles can handle their business as they should against an inferior opponent, maybe Eckler gets a little bit more opportunity, which he's already been getting in there, but maybe he gets just a little little bit more and can uh, get in the end zone. Let's move it over to the wide receiver position. Chris Meany, you're going after them targets. Yeah, I for Landry, right off the get-go, absolutely. I mean, when Baker Mayfield came in, Landry had nine targets and 90 yards with him. I mean, overall, he had 15 targets for the week, was the second most at the wide receiver position. I, I've mentioned this numerous times, but ever since he came into the league, only Antonio Brown has more catches than Landry, and, and, and people just continue to disrespect him. His 37 targets are the fifth most at the position. It's clear Baker's going to look his way a lot. Uh, Landry have to get used to that zip on that ball, though. I mean, he dropped a couple, but even still, um, he's exciting at this price. And over on Fanduel, it's it's kind of like you're scrolling down the list, and when you look over at wide receivers, it's like, how come Landry? I mean, you only get the 5.5 for the catch, but even still, he's like wide receiver 15, 16 over there at seven thousand dollars. So. Um, there's a lot to like about him in cash. He's one of the safest wideouts. And then Odell Beckham Jr., I just want a piece of this game. It's an extreme high total, 50.5. And and if you guys remember the game in 2015, uh, 100 points. It was 52-49, actually, Woo! that final between Could never forget and it. Eli Manning combined for 855 yards and 13 touchdowns. I don't expect 100 points this time around, but... Hey, the Saints defense not playing too well uh, these days. They've allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks and wide receivers. And they've given up the, the third most yards overall uh, and passing yards too. So I, I've got to get a piece of that game. You had to do them. was only play players in that game in DFS and tournaments, and you've won tons of money. And you always have to be on the lookout for that spot. And we similarly saw it a little bit with the Falcons and Saints last week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we could see another high-scoring game uh, again between these two teams. Who you got, Ben? Love the Landry call. Absolutely. I've just been waiting for Baker Mayfield to start because I just think he's going to give that consistency, and we saw that when he popped in there. Um, Already talked about Is anyone happier about Baker playing than Jarvis Landry? Shouldn't be. Maybe David Njoku and David Johnson, or or Duke Johnson, I should say, because I just think it helps all of the pass catchers. But Landry, so, so solid. But another guy that I think is solid, and I'm just riding the wave here, is the aforementioned Tyler Boyd, who before the season started, as soon as they cut LaFell, I was interested because I've always kind of liked Boyd. But last year it was weird because he missed a couple games and I think they were playing Alex Erickson over him and I didn't really know what was going on. Well, he's talented. He's got that usage now and he's locked in rolling in the slot. And A.J. Green, even if he plays, probably not going to be 100% in this matchup. We already talked about the high total. Atlanta's defense is banged up. So Boyd, whose price is still very affordable, $4,600 on DraftKings, I'm just rolling with it and locking it in, especially in cash, because even like he's probably not going to have as big of a game as he did last week, but I don't have to worry about that as much in cash. And a similar player at a similar price at $4,900 is Sterling Shepard, 
who also benefits from injuries. We've already talked about how bad this Saints defense looks. Now they've lost to their slot cornerback, Patrick Robinson, who is actually one of the better graded players on this defense. And on top of that, you take Evan Ingram out due to injury and Sterling Shepard's volume not only increases, but the matchup is super solid. And so is that price in a game that I like. We already touched on that. So I think these guys are super solid to plug in and cash, save some salary, and it will allow you to go get those Gordons and Zeeks and other guys like that to make a really, really solid cash lineup. I think this is shaping up to be a cash week that uh, should be pretty profitable. Before, uh, should say we we do a. If you're new to the show, we do a lineup. We do we go head to head to head on this show. And we build a lineup in DraftKings. I like to build my lineup before I jump into this doc here, and I know exactly who <laughs> these fellows are going to talk about, so I can bring kind of my my own analysis. So I'm not just you know, for the people. You know, I'm not just echoing what your guys' thoughts are. I have my Contrarian own thoughts life. as well. But we, uh, you're going to hear a lot of the names <laughs> we're talking about in my lineup. So we, our yeah. process has led us to very similar players. Getting me a little excited here. All right, tight end. Chris Meany, who you like? Right. Ben took all my tight ends. <laughs> Feel free to jump in if you'd like, Meany. Feel we're free. All we're all... <laughs> just play. We're all on the same page here. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I like Zach Ertz <laughs> if you're going to spend up. Uh, it leads all tight ends, 33 targets and 21 catches. He had double digit targets. Uh, he has double digit targets rather in each of his three games. And it was the second best showing last week with Carson Wentz back He had five grabs on 10 targets and 73 yards. So it's, it's the position. If you're going to spend up, I mean, I kind of try to cheap out a little bit at that top tier and he's, he's the cheapest of the three. And I know we're talking about Gronk and Kelsey and Ertz. And then there's just a lot of tight ends that are pretty cheap this week. So you don't even necessarily have to spend up at this position. We know how bleak it is, but um, Trey Burton kind of stands out to me a little bit. It's probably more of a tournament play, but I will throw him out here um, just because the matchup seems really, really nice. And I know Burton has kind of frustrated some people. I've had some questions like, should I drop Burton in, in season-long formats? It's like, for who? Like, It's the tight end position, right. and and is still a learning curve there with him being a starting tight end and the offense and a brand new coach and, you know, is still rookie quarterback. Basically I'll call him that because he does look like a rookie at times and Trubisky, even though playing last season, but Tampa Bay's allowed a league high 25 catches and 329 yards of tight end so far this season. Burton does have four grabs in each of his last two games. He has a touchdown. He's a part of the offense and the Buccaneers have given up the second most yards and passing yards through three games. So it's not a bad spot. He's pretty cheap as well. Yeah, David ben? Njoku is $3,200 on DraftKings, and we've already touched on all of the reasons to like that. Now, the one concern would be that even with Baker coming in and looking really good in his first regular season action, Njoku only saw two targets, which, again, is a little bit of a concern, but I'm not overthinking it because of how cheap Njoku is, because of just how bad the tight end position is in general. And now we are starting to get into bye weeks and there's just not a ton of great options. And so really, really like Njoku. But for a similar price, uh, if you are a little bit scared off by that, Ben Watson is producing and he's like a million years old and you wouldn't think that he would produce. <laughs> he was a monster in that Giants uh, oh, Saints okay, game back okay. in 2015. And he's been solid for the Saints this year. I mean, was solid for the Ravens last year. 
the matchup is there. The Giants struggle to cover that tight end position. And Ben Watson is getting it done. He had like four for 40 or 50 or something last week. And granted, that was a great matchup, but this should be another high scoring game. He's a cheap guy that gets you cheap exposure to the Saints offense, which is hard to do, right? You either got to pay up for Michael Thomas or Kamara or take a risk on Ted Ginn or, oh, is Cam Meredith taking the next step? Is Traquan Smith doing anything? Ben Watson's that sneaky guy in a pretty good matchup here that you can play. And maybe you roll in Joku and Cash and you're trying to get outside the box and play Watson in tournaments, and that makes a little sense too. But both of those guys, I like to go cheap at the tight end position, and both of these guys allow you to do just that. Let's move it over to the defensive position because you got to play a defense. That's the rules. Chris Meany, <laughs> who are you rolling out? Uh, I'm going to take the Bears. On FanDuel, they're pretty expensive. On DraftKings, they're $2,600. And, and, Mike, I know you like to uh, you know save your cash uh, when yes. it comes to defense. So, I mean, why not? We seen the Ryan Fitzpatrick last week, didn't we? I mean, we were all waiting for it. Three picks. He looked brutal. Now he's going to get the start again this week. But he's going up against a tough Bears team who gets a lot of pressure at the quarterback. They lead the league in sacks with 14. They have five interceptions themselves third most their first in return touchdowns their third in fumble recoveries just like it, it's it the defense is very very impressive to me Khalil Mack like give him the MVP right now uh on the defensive side of things he looks really good so uh, I have no problem rolling out um the love Bears, that call and love that price that and the price. Bears play better at home they do have a pretty solid home field advantage I've, I've been there and I've checked that one out uh another one I like is the Packers Ooh, insider analysis <laughs> another one I like from the Midwest um, another one I like is the Packers I'm not buying into what the Bills did last week I think we do see that from time to time in the NFL. Uh, now they go uh, to Lambeau, which is a tough place to play. And I do think the Packers have a solid defense, upgraded their cornerbacks in the offseason. So I like the Packers at $3,500. You kind of got to pay up, but they are a little bit cheaper than the other, like, oh, Chargers, Jaguars, lock them in. They're a little bit cheaper there, and I really like the matchup for the Packers. And just to kind of pile onto the evidence what happened to the Vikings was completely related to the the defense against Kirk Cousins. And I heard a stat. The Buffalo Bills' average starting position was the opponent's 40-yard line. That's where wow. they averaged starting their drives. Mm-hmm. That will win you a football game. I just in Aaron Rodgers is far more aware than than Kirk Cousins is. I think Cousins is a good quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. I don't think they'll be able to bully Rodgers around the way that they handled Kirk Cousins. Packers are in the middle of the show. Packers are sure, probably it, looking just sure. a little bit better too. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Slightly. Support for today's show is brought to you by Pristine Auction. Pristine Auction, the best sports memorabilia website of all time. Do you have Baker Mania? Do you got it deep down in your soul like I do? Check out Pristine Auction. There's tons of Baker stuff going for great prices, get authentic signatures. You know that the hands of Mayfield have touched that jersey. I'm, still, I'm looking at a Stephon's jer- Stephon Diggs jersey up on our wall. The Fantasy Footballers headquarters is littered with things from Pristine Auction, unique gifts, just interesting things, and new hundreds of new things every single day. You can check that out at Pristine Auction. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Make a completely free account. When you do it, let them know you heard about them 
from the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. You only pay for what you win. No, none of this bull crap you pay per bid nonsense. Get that out of here. Pristine is not about that life. Check them out, pristineauction.com. We're moving on to the GPP picks. You down with GPP? We're going to be talking tournament picks. These are the guys that we think maybe they're going to be uh, a little bit lesser owned in the tournaments and they've got upside. Maybe they're we just think their ceiling is absolutely so outrageous you got to get in there. Or their price just warrants you need this person to help unlock the rest of your roster. Chris Meany, your tournament quarterbacks, good sir. Yeah, you mentioned upside, and I mean that's what Deshaun Watson brings. And I'm, I've just seen each game just get a little bit better. I've watched all three of them now, and I first of all, I love what he does on the ground. I've talked about this numerous times. 18 carries, 120 rushing yards, it's 40 per game. So that's, again, like starting with a free touchdown. You're going to get four points from Deshaun Watson every time you roll him out there. It's, it's a lock. And week one, 176 yards, one touchdown, certainly some rust. Week two, two touchdowns, 310 yards. Looks a little bit better. And then last week, 385 yards and two touchdowns. So I want Watson. I feel like people are not on him because everyone wants to play Mahomes. But we know like this time last year, roughly, Watson, Watson was, was the high-priced quarterback. He was the guy who was averaging. Right. Yeah. And he was the guy who was, who was averaging 30 DraftKings points per game. Well, look at his last couple. Is twenty six point eight, and then twenty nine in his last one. So it's 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 only a matter of time before he has that huge four touchdown game when he runs one in with fifty plus yards in the ground, and nobody's on him, and the price just jumps up. So I think that you can spend down at this spot and get him. And then my let's get nuts quarterback because Andrew Luck did not work out last week. Hey, Ryan Tannehill, why yeah. not? Let's go to yeah. Tannehill here in a spot where. Miami's 3-0, and all of a sudden they got to go to New England and the Patriots, or they've lost two straight, and Brady this, Brady that. And, Ben, you touched on it earlier. We've seen this before with New England. Sure, they're going to put up some points, but maybe this secondary mm-hmm. New England is is part of the problem here. They've looked awful. They've looked pathetic, man. Eric Rowe, like everyone across the board has looked really, really bad. They've allowed the fifth most yards, the 10th most passing yards, the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Even further, they've allowed the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So Tannehill's actually looked pretty decent. His 72.9 completion percentage so far. He's thrown seven touchdowns and he has a sneaky little rushing ability to him as well that he brings on the ground. 74 rushing yards on 15 carries. They both rank seventh at the quarterback position. So I just feel like it's a price that you can pay for. It's cheap. I mean, $5,500. It's just like Baker Mayfield, Ben. When you put in a quarterback that hovers around the $5,000 mark. Yeah, and I see your Ryan Tannehill, and I will raise you Eli Manning. And (laughs) I have to say it with the Ron Burgundy question mark at the end because it feels so weird. Uh, But Eli looked respectable last (laughs) week, 297-2. and Gets to play at home in this game we've already talked about. We know what happened three years ago. Not going to happen again, but it's still a solid matchup against this Saints defense that ranks 30th in passing yards, dead last in pass DVOA so far this year. Now they're banged up in the secondary. I talked about the injury to Patrick Robinson. Over under was set at 50 points when I wrote the tournament article just the other day and he's cheap he's $5,600 so feels weird but might have to roll an Eli Manning OBJ maybe even Sterling Shepard Megastack because we also know on top of that 
that Eli Manning is tied to Odell Beckham. And we know what Beckham has the opportunity to do, especially in matchups like this. Although I don't think Marshawn Latimer is as bad as he looked in week one. And then on the other side of the ball with your Tannehill, which I do like that call a little bit. But I am looking at Tom Brady because they did look so bad in a primetime game that I kind of expect the ownership to be pretty low. But I just feel like this is one of those perfect situations that you want to attack in tournaments because you want to take advantage of recency bias when you think that it's not warranted. And just for me personally, I like to look at records at the beginning of seasons and say, okay, what's going to even out? Okay, the Dolphins are 3-0 and right now. They look like they can do no wrong, but their schedule has been pretty easy. Patriots, meanwhile, are 1-2. and Do I expect that trend to continue? Are the Dolphins going to win the division? No, I expect this to stabilize. I expect it to kind of switch around. And so Brady at home. Against a Patriot or against a Dolphins defense that's not that good against the pass, 29th in passing yards allowed uh, through three weeks. Brady can get it done and it can look completely different from last week. We see that on a week to week basis with the NFL. Again, just go back to what Buffalo did in week two, having a player quit literally at halftime. Good, I'm good, I'm going to walk out. And now all of a sudden they are just dominating one of the best teams in the league. So, I see a similar switch up here. I see the Patriots have a great spot, and I think that that can increase Tom Brady's upside a ton, especially with if we use the logic of rational coaching. If you watch Sony Michelle, who can't catch, he dropped a couple. I shouldn't say that, but he dropped a couple of bunnies last week. I expect, especially after Brady saying after the game, our best players that are making plays need to touch the ball. Well, that's been James White week in and week out for multiple years, going back to their Super Bowl win. So I expect this to be a James White game to a certain extent to where he's catching passes. Brady's getting the ball out quick. Josh Gordon maybe provides something. I like this spot a lot for Brady. Ton of upside at a somewhat low ownership percentage. I must say, I, I like the Tom Brady analysis, but I, I, James White, of course, will be involved, but I disagree. The with okay. Sony, your take on Sony Michelle, I think that Sony Michelle is going to be massively involved when you're tough. Of course, you're talking Patriots numbers, but fifty plus percent of the snaps, maybe maybe even touching that fifty five sixty percent mark. Sure, with Rex sure. Burkhead heading to the IR. Sony Sony Michelle does he has no competition at the goal line. Sony Michelle's a much better pass catcher than what he showed the this past weekend, but. I do. I think James White is a nice play as well, but I kind of stole Chris Meany's thunder a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Keep going, man. <laughs> well, let's, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you jump in and talk Sony. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going Sony. I understand the James White thing, but he's sure, not a ten sure. to fifteen carry guy. And for Michelle, uh, a career high fourteen carries last week, fifty rushing yards. Yeah, I, I saw the drops as well. Three targets. Um, and you know, 84 yards on the ground and 24 carries, not great. It doesn't blow anybody away, but it's just, this is a guy that they spent a first round pick on, which pagers normally don't do. This is somebody who suffered an injury early and was behind the eight ball right away. Didn't spend a lot of time in camp with this team and didn't really touch the football field in, in the first little bit of the season. So with, with Rex Burkhead out, like Mike alluded to, and, and just an opportunity here in this game for Sony Michelle, I feel like. 
he's going to be a workhorse for this team. And if you've watched him, it looks he like it's close. He's close to breaking a, like one or two out. Like he's explosive. He really is when he gets the ball in the open field. So I think this is a good opportunity. $4,500. Like I like white more in, in DraftKings more than Fandle. You get those points for the catches and certainly he's going to be involved. But for the Dolphins, the ninth most fantasy points allowed to running backs. And I, I really do feel like Michelle is going to be it, with Burkhead out here for the next few weeks, Michelle's going to be leaned on as a 20-touch guy. Definitely, and I certainly think that he is better than what he's shown so far, but it hasn't looked that exciting so far. And the last thing I'll just say about it is, you know, what you guys are saying makes perfect sense, especially with Burkhead out. But we have seen year after year when the Patriots decide they want to do it, and we know their game plan specific, the Patriots can go into a game knowing that Brady's going to throw the ball 50 times and just completely abandon the run. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think that there's a chance that they just decide to go that way with needing a win in the division, knowing that you know it's angry Brady and just rolling with him and, and giving White a ton of targets. So that is within the realm of possibilities, and I would just think about that before 100% sure. feeling great about locking in Michelle, even though it does make sense with Burkett out. All right, Ben. What 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 running backs do you like then? Because you hate Sony Michelle so much. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just sticking with the theme for the most part of just locking in these high price guys because I think there's three guys, and I've talked about two of them already. That just I, I want even on my cash lineup, just on DraftKings, get them all three in there. Saquon Barkley in this game already talked about it over and over and over. He's so good, and it doesn't matter what the game script is. We've seen him have a huge game catching a ton of passes against Dallas, and we've seen him have huge games breaking off long runs, having great touchdown runs. 24.3 opportunities per game so far, third best in the league. Why would that change when they risked their entire future, and that's a whole other podcast, for a running back uh, that's just going to continue against this bad Saints defense? He has so much upside in this game that I want him basically everywhere. And then Carlos Hyde is the one running back that is in that mid-price tier that makes so much sense, especially if you're trying to save some salary, at least on DraftKings, $5,500. I think Baker Mayfield takeover helps Hyde as well. We saw Hyde have a great game with Baker coming in, and a lot of that was thanks to Baker extending drives and getting them into scoring position and giving him an opportunity to score touchdowns. And again, we're talking about Oakland. You know, a bad, a bad defense that's 22nd in rushing yards allowed, 28th in run DVOA so far this season. You know, the one thing that we should bring up real quick, even though we're talking about all this Browns love, is, you know, they'll all have to worry about Khalil Mack. Oh, wait, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, savage burn. <laughs> Just need a pass rusher. Can't get any pressure. Wonder yeah. why. Wonder yeah, why. Where, Wonder where in the world can you find a pass rusher? Hmm. Says John Gruden. All right. <laughs> moving over to the wide receiver position. Chris Meany. Yeah, I want that uh I want that boom and Will oh. Fuller brings it, man. He really does. Yes, he does. I love Will Fuller. Yeah, like it's what a lot of work he got last week. You know, I was waiting like Hopkins. Where's Hopkins? Hopkins this. And it looks like Hopkins, he, he finds the end zone, get a touchdown, and then it gets called back, and then it's a bunch of Fuller, right? It's At some point, I'm sure he's going to regress. I mean, 13 catches on 20 targets for 214 yards in two games with Watson this season. He has at least 100 yards and a touchdown in both games. And if you go back to last season, seven of the 13 passes he caught from Watson, 
touchdowns. The duo racked up almost 300 yards in four games, and Fuller was invisible without Watson. So maybe you know people shy away from him slightly because he's dealing with a hamstring thing. I just feel like Fuller will be questionable all year long. Uh, he is pretty soft, and there is you know that bust ability that he has, but I just we have not seen it yet with Deshaun Watson. And then I like Corey Davis. Uh, I love his price on DraftKings at $5,300. I love his price on FanDuel at $5,400. There's just nobody there right now, right? Richard Matthews is cut. He's done. He doesn't want to be a part of this team. He's not getting <laughs> Crazy. involved. They released him. Delaney Walker is not with this team. So for a guy like Corey Davis, who leads the team in targets for 23, the next closest guy in the team is Deion Lewis with 12. And yeah, Davis hasn't done anything yet. Well, he's had some tough matchups and he's dealt with some mediocre quarterback play. Mariota looks healthy, at least. And that's a, one positive to say about him. And another positive is just this matchup. In fact, you can't run on the Eagles. You haven't been able to do it in two years now. And they've given up some plays in the secondary. Allowed the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers so far this year and some, some huge plays I've seen already. And I just... I don't know where the targets are going to go. Like maybe Taylor's going to be involved, of course, but for Davis, he's getting 30% of the target share right now. So this is a good spot. And, and, and it looks like a lock that he's going to get at least 10. Looks. I don't know how much upside this Titans offense has. So I don't know about that one, but I just want to join in on the Will Fuller love real quick, because we have this tendency to look at him as a uh, tournament player, because obviously he has that upside. But I told people in the the Periscope on Sunday morning, like, Will Fuller is a cash play, and he was in my cash lineup because it's so beautiful. Look at that depth chart. I love shallow target shares where you know you know where the ball is going to go, and that's why Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders were so solid for so many years in Denver. Like maybe Kiki QT comes back and actually um, you know plays in the NFL. He hasn't played in a game yet, I don't think, due to injury, and he becomes something. But just look at that depth chart. They have Lamar Miller's not a very good pass catching running back. At least they don't utilize him that way. They really have no. They relevant... did last week. How dare you? And, and, and thank you, Lamar. Lamar had him in some spots, but they don't use him a ton out of the backfield catching passes. They have no tight end really that's relevant at all, and they really have no relevant third wide receiver. So Fuller is going to continue to get the target share, and yes. This crazy touchdown streak is going to stop at some point, but that doesn't mean he still can't see eight to 10 targets and have a solid game regardless. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and then some other guys that can bring the sizzle. The main one that I just feel so good about this week is Julio Jones. And yes, maybe he's no Calvin Ridley, of course, but... <laughs> Another spot that I think is just so, uh, you know, you can take advantage of the recency bias because people will jump on, believe it or not, people are going to jump on board a week after we saw that happen. Despite the fact that we know that on a week to week basis, wide receivers are, are prone to so much volatility and give me the guy at home in this great matchup that's seen 34 targets and a 33% target share, which is second in the league, by the way. In Julio Jones, who we know can blow up in spots like this. And yes, he's very up and down, but that's the type of player you want to take advantage of in tournaments because if he hits, you can maybe get him at a little bit lower ownership percentage than you should be able to. Bengals' pass defense does not scare me that much. 24th in passing yards allowed so far. Julio is. Um, you know, matchup proof. And this is a great spot for him. And another spot that I really like, let's put it, let's go to the other side of the ball in this Houston Colts matchup, which I like a lot. Everybody's off Andrew Luck, which actually is causing me to write him up 
as a tournament quarterback because the only game he's played at home so far this year, 300 plus, uh, 319 yards, I should say, and two touchdowns, his best game so far, which was his first game. And T.Y. Hilton has continued to get the targets, 32 targets on the year. He's seen double-digit targets in all three games. We've consistently seen that with Hilton in Indy, especially when Luck is playing. This Houston defense, which has has bit me in the butt two weeks in a row in DFS because I'm sitting here thinking great matchup, solid defense. No, they're not playing well. They're also 0-3. They also rank 28th in past DVOA. And I've thrown that out a lot, guys. If we haven't talked about it a lot this year, it's just a football outsider stat that just kind of puts a little bit more situational football into passing yards allowed and um, you know what you're giving up to opposing offenses. So they're one of the worst in the league. T.Y. Hilton has the volume, and I just think he's kind of forgotten about. So if you can afford him, I love kind of putting T.Y. Hilton and the Colts passing offense in my lineups at times at home when they're playing in the Dome. And I think this spot warrants it for T.Y. Even if you are still a little bit down on luck, you can still play T.Y. knowing that that volume is there and he could get loose on at least one. Let's move it over to the tight end position real quick. One from each of you. I want a cheap option, though. I don't want to hear about Gronk, Ben. <laughs> Everyone knows to play Gronk. We can't afford him, though. We're we're cheap. It's so hard to our afford pockets him are too. our pockets are empty. So what are we gonna do? Where are we gonna where are we gonna find that value menu this week, Chris Meany? I'll go. Um, I'll go. Austin Hooper. I'll stay inside that um, that high total of a game. He's twenty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings. A little bit surprised the his price on on Fanduel is five thousand. And there's you know a couple other guys that are in around that range that you can go after. That's uh, there in the DFS pass as well. But uh, for Hooper and and the, it's a good matchup. Bengals have allowed twenty three catches and two hundred eighteen yards and two touchdowns to tight ends already this season. Hooper's got a touchdown himself through three weeks and eleven catches. So uh, just going to really try to tackle that. Ben? Uh, Meany, is this another guy that I stole from you? Oh, you bet. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) The pivot off of the obvious Tyler Boyd play is Tyler Eifert, who I think still a little bit is probably going to be overlooked because, oh, part-time player and all the injuries. But eight targets last week, six catches, 74 yards. We know about the matchup. We know about how good of a fantasy game this should be. And we know the type of player that Eifert has shown in the past. Now he's had three games in the regular season to shake off a little bit of rust. Looks like he turned the corner last week. He's a very intriguing tournament play at the tight end position. Before we move into our favorite stacks of the week, I want to remind everyone about Ben Cummins. He has a Sunday morning live stream every week, an hour and a half before kickoff. You can follow him on Twitter. Ben, hit him with your handle. At Ben Cummins FF. Come have some fun with me Sunday morning. Absolutely. Get some last-second advice and just have an overall good time. Chris Media, get in there with your with your Twitter handle as, as well. Let's get you some love. It's pretty simple, at Chris Meany. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't Keep know why that was so funny people. to me. All right, we're going to move into our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. All right, Chris, who's your favorite stack to start off that lineup? Can I go uh You can do whatever you back? want. Yeah, I'm oh, going to. We talked about this before back. the season started. I love it. 
and it's it's so obvious. But I mean, if you're playing Breeze and Camara in cash, you're winning. It's that simple. You are like, <laughs> yep. He's he's not. Camara hasn't had a bad game in the NFL yet. It just hasn't even happened. He's involved in all these high totals. Dude had 20 targets last week. He has 27 red zone opportunities this year. 27. That's unbelievable. I've never seen a number that high so early in the season. He's got 15 red zone rushing attempts, and he leads the league with 12 red zone targets. He's involved every single game. I know it's an obvious stack. Maybe one you want to shy away from in tournaments just to be a little bit different. But if you can find a way to get these two or just Kamara in your lineup because we just skipped over him because he's so good and we all know it. But if you're playing him in cash and you can plug in these value plays like we're talking about here tonight, you are going to be successful. Ben, who you got? Mike, I think you were just one week too early on your stack in our, our lineup challenge with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones because I think, I think I was. at home in this matchup, Matt Ryan keeps it going and we know the type of player Julio is. We know that at least twice a year he blows up. I think this is one of those spots for him this week. And my favorite stack to to unlock things, I'm saving some quiche, fellas. I'm saving some quiche because you're going to hear about him in my Battle Royale lineup, and then I will unleash it. DFS Battle Royale. So I'm going to go first because I don't want to just be redundant about it, but Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd are my, it's my favorite stack to start over on DraftKings. 5400 for Andy Dalton and only $4,600 for Tyler Boyd. That let me do some fun things and put some very fun players into my lineup. But I'm going to go through the whole thing. Andy Dalton, that wide receiver, I have Boyd. I have Sterling Shepard. I'm all aboard the target train for Shepard with Engram out. Very positive matchup. I got Ben's boy, Michael Thomas, in there as well at my as my third wide receiver. At the running back position, the man I had to defend his honor against the besmircher of Ben Cummins, Sony Michelle, <laughs> the new goal line back for the New England Patriots. And I've been saving so much money everywhere that I got Zeke. I got Ezekiel Elliott as my running back, too. He'll be gouging the Detroit Lions at the tight end position. I'm taking the shot on probably my least favorite tight end <laughs> in football because everyone seems to love Jimmy Graham. Uh, the matchup is there at home. Let's see if he can get into the end zone. Wow. Aren't I supposed to boo you right now? Wow. What's the, yeah. the dark side? I think I got booed a couple weeks ago talking about him. And at yeah. the flex position, my start of the week at the wide receiver position over on the Fantasy Footballers podcast, his compadre, Anthony Miller, will not be playing. I'm taking the target volume of Allen Robinson. I love yeah. that call. Only $5,900, filling up my flex. That gave me just enough quiche to put the Philadelphia Eagles in as my DST to take on Mariota and company. Chris Meany, who you got? So uh, I got Andy Dalton at the quarterback position. Boo, that's my pick. I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm going to roll him out there, though, in this contest. So I, I like Ben's strategy of paying up for these running backs. I'm going to do that myself as well. But I've actually spent down at the running back position here. It allows me to do a lot with my lineup. So Sony Michelle and Carlos Hyde in there. And then in the flex, I got Carson. So all of these guys check in pretty cheap. And it allows me to spend up for Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., and Jarvis Woo! Landry. I could go oh, my goodness. Okay. I could go 
AJ Green in there too. If I want, I'm going to keep an eye on his status. And I think he could actually be the contrarian play here in tournaments, especially if everyone's going to go Eifert and Boyd, which I do like as well. And then I have to spend down at Hooper at $2,900 and then Bears D. Oh, man. I that, like your life. That is nice. That is nice. And I think because right. the, the the stud running back plays and these cheap wide receiver plays are so obvious, I think that that is the way to go in at least some tournament lineups like Meanie's talking about. But since I'm only trying to beat two people, I'm going to stick with a somewhat of a cash game mentality. And this lineup started with Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, and Zeke. Then I rolled Holy with – I can't believe it. I'm going to go – I'm going to be the only guy with Baker – um and mike you're gonna be crying all sunday long i uh, threw in uh tears of joy my friend <laughs> tears of joy <laughs> i threw in david Njoku as the cheap stack there with him uh the one thing that scares me with uh dalton is let's see if uh, aj green's 100 are gonna play uh sterling shepherd and tyler boyd lock them both in super super solid and then that i believe just leaves my wide receiver three and the the defense i am playing the patriots they're not a very good defense but <laughs> I'm very, I'm very. <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> but as I've already said, I'm very in to this game being in the Patriots' favor, um, possibly in somewhat of a blowout. I just think that the Patriots have a great game here. So I'm playing the Patriots. That saves a little bit of money and that allows me to play. This could be a little risky because he popped up on the injury report, but I'm going to risk it kind of like Mike risked it last week. I like Randall Cobb at home against the Bills defense, I think can be beat. Aaron Rodgers should look for him this week. That rounds it out for me. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We wish you the best of luck this week. And if you're going to play at FanDuel or DraftKings for the first time, make sure you use that promo code BALLERS and check out the Ultimate DFS Pass for this information and oh so much more. UltimateDFSPass.com. We will see you next Friday on the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.